You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcaster. Hi. Hi. Reach Reek. Hi. Dave Anthony. Read a story from American history to my friend. And Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Who's sitting next to me? We're together. Hi. Hey. How, How are, are you? you? Let's see you long. So long. Oh, oh boy. This, this is, is the really great. Yeah. yeah. It's nice, nice to, to be together, together. You, you can, can feel the, the, we're in sync can and we, we work together, together really well. It wasn't it like, like this a, over Zoom, Zoom and now, now it's really, really, really good. good. It's really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard to do that forever. Yeah. <sighs> it's not going <laughs> to... Any who's will be. Whoa, we're becoming the other person. Uh, this is like uh, vice uh, versa. Or the uh, you know that other one with those uh, guys pissing a fountain. This is the piss what? of the fountain one. The promise, maybe. What? The pledge. Ryan Reynolds, that? Jason Bateman. You know when people switch bodies? Oh, it's one of my other, favorite tropes. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Freaky Friday. Yes, it's a They're, Freaky Friday. Ju- I just saw there's an Australian one. I was watching Australian Rules Football. And yeah, the commercial came up for an Australian version. Yeah, Tazzy Tuesday. Never, never stop doing it, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine how they switch. Oh, it's so mad right now at that accent. <laughs> of course. What if? What if? Uh, what if here? This is, would be the best Australian uh, body switches. A guy switches bodies, but he's an American. And with an Australian, and then they just get mad at how bad his accent is after that. That feels. I know who could star in that. <laughs> I've got a pitch for the lead actor. <laughs> and called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Anarchy. On a five part coefficient. <laughs> Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo. No sleep till hippo. Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Uh, December 25th, 1950, year of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day of our Lord's son, Jebus Christ. Jebus? Yeah. Sandra Lee Neely was born in Piedmont, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Her mother was a public school teacher. Her father worked in a textile mill producing corduroy and denim from cotton. Sure. The dream. Right, yeah. I right. mean, I think most... You get all that home, you get that free fabric. Yeah, most people, when they're young, they're like, I want to work in corduroy. Yeah. I, or, I, th- I, definitely, I definitely liked corduroy as a child. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice. Guy, it's a yeah. good. Ri- yeah, it's nice. It's ridged pants. It's ridged pants. It's like a boy. Listen to the content we're getting out of our in-person one. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, as she was called, wanted to be a nurse. She wanted to help people. Okay, she liked to help people. That was sure, her jam. Sure. About three hours northeast of Piedmont, once the city of Greenmont. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say something serious. No, I didn't know the. I didn't know the improv was going to be so hot. Well, it's Piedmont, Pumont. I mean, follow. take my hand. Oh, I got you. Follow me to the promised yep. land. Uh, it's the city of Greensboro, South Carolina. It's full of uh, blue-collar mill workers, 
public schools had not been segregated there until 1971. Sure. So it really on the times, on the cutting edge, the, understanding the way things are trending properly. Yeah, you want to you want to you want to hold out on that kind of thing as long as possible. Yeah, I we see it going backwards soon. <laughs> the, the NAACP had a very strong presence there. MLK would come there and give speeches at the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical University. So, so it there's a, a lot. It's a hot. It's a it's a spicy town. Sure. I think we're calling it. Sure. Uh, in 1960, when Sandy was nine, four uh, black AT&T freshmen sat down at a Woolworth lunch counter and refused to move until they were served. Wait, they were AT&T what? AT&T. It's the technical uh, university. Uh, oh, okay. Um. And, uh, sorry, I said AT&T. It should just be A&T. I apologize. That's okay. It just threw me off. I was AT&T students. You didn't go to AT&T University? I went to Verizon High. Oh, it's only a matter then... of time. It's only a matter of time. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, after, I've, I've talked about it before, but when we were in, like, Salt Lake City or whatever, and we saw the Jack Link's Jerky Hospital, yeah. is when I went, okay, well, this is, we all go. bets are off yeah. for everything from now on. Anything's yeah. possible. There's I, no bottom. Uh, my health network is the Jimmy Dean Sausage Health, no- health yeah, Network. That, yeah, I, yeah that, that's good. I go to uh, Jimmy Dean Outcare Patient. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. They're the best sausage doctors <laughs> I've been able to find, personally. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the sit-in, very effective. It spread across the South, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And for the next 10 years, there were sit-ins and demonstrations in Greensboro, there were often mass arrests and uh, violent confrontations with mm-hmm. the cops. Mm-hmm. Oddly, you wouldn't think that. And the Ku Klux Klan. Have you heard of them? Uh, They're yeah. around. Yeah. They're not a fan of, of black people sitting at counters. No, of uh, course not. That's uh, for only whites to do. Yeah, you can't have people sitting at counters. Imagine the, uh, the anarchy that would uh, follow. It is weird when your mind gets so, like, it's so unrelated. I, I don't even really... <laughs> I mean, I know it's all founded in just like such like terrified ego horse shit, but it is very strange when you really think about it to think like, no, you can't go there because of your skin color. It's like, yeah, no, it's fucking it's a crazy. very bizarre. It's a bizarre thing to have in our history. No. Yeah. And uh, still still. So uh, all this activism helped push through the Civil Rights Act of uh, 19, in 1957. Right. And then there were additional additions to it in 60 and 64. This made it hard for business owners and public officials to deny black people's services or voting rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, doesn't feel out, like freedom. <laughs> turns out, turns out that actually not true. As uh, it's not a lock necessarily. It, yeah, it not, yeah, it's a that didn't hold. It's a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's easy to just take that yeah, away. Roll, go ahead and roll that back. Yeah, not a big thing. Don't worry. Uh, so more black Southerners started voting and they became a factor in Southern politics. White politicians were then forced to tone down rhetoric. Suddenly there are actual black legislators, cops and sheriffs. Right. Uh, or as they call it. Oh my God. It's everything yeah. I was worried about. <laughs> I told you. God damn it. We should have let him sit at that fucking counter. This is what the racist Bible prophesized. Uh, and bomb coming, because this is a quote from a black man. Oh, dear. Uh, Andrew Young, a black minister, summed it up. Quote, when not many black people could vote, the politicians used to talk about the niggers. When we got 10 or 15 percent voting, they called us Negra. 
when we got up to 25%, they learned how to say Negro. Now that we have 60 to 70% registered in voting, they say how happy they are to see so many black brothers and sisters here tonight. Wow, that is really amazing. Isn't that amazing? And that's, and I think that's it. That's when you have to use the word. Well, they, and they it's, just, the way that they. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like a video game. It's like you're advancing through levels and then slowly you're getting like the title that in their eyes is close to, you know, yeah. eventually the goal of the game is to become white. <laughs> when you get to 100% is when we refer to you as a white man. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. But it does, it really does show like what we know, which is just that, yeah, you know, fucking scare them and they will do what you want. Yeah. Live in fear of them and they will steamroll you. Yeah. Yeah, they can treat you with the, the most disrespect possible yeah. when you have no power. Yes. But when you start getting power, they then work they're like, for you. Oh, hi! Well, you forget all the time that they work for you. I mean, it yeah. really is like you're just like, you're like, oh, I hope they give us this. It's like, man, we should just be like, hey, fuck face. Give me health care. Yeah. Uh, in 1969, Sandy moved to Greensboro to attend Bennett College, a black woman's liberal arts college. She became heavily involved in the civil rights movement. She's elected president uh, of the United the, States, of the United States of America. That, why do we not talk about we her rise more? And it's really weird we don't because she the was first a black woman who was black, elected president. We have I Dave. I know I've learned on this podcast that Benjamin Franklin was not a president. I I am shocked to learn that. Yeah, they're I, not talking about that. No, and and they act like Nixon was president, but this says sixty nine. Richard Nick, it was. So there was a black Can woman. Can we take a five so I can process? <laughs> uh, she, oh, wait. This says uh, she was like the president of the student government. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah, okay. Uh, she organized with the Greensboro Association of Poor People and the Student Association for Black Unity. Uh, she met a uh, guy who's trained to be a doctor. They fall in love, Mark okay. Smith, and they eventually get married. Okay. And uh, Sandy became Sandra Lee Neely Smith. Okay. So after college, Sandy joined the Workers' Viewpoint Organization. Boy, she's really seeming like she's taking a lot of empathetic takes. Yeah, uh, the WVO, we'll call that. It was a multiracial national communist group. Oh, so, uh, Dave, if I may do an impression of a white. Uh-huh. Bluster, 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 bluster. No, that's, yes. It's a melted pot of everything I loathe and fear. It's black people and communism together. I'm going to drown myself in this fountain if you don't mind. I will be holding my breath until you undo what you've done. I'm not going to undo it. Okay. That was all you could hold your breath for? I'm on a heavy gravy diet lately, and it does not do it's wonders bad. for one's lung capacity. No, it's not good. All right, here. I shall now hold my breath until you undo what you've done. I'm exhausted. Did you undo it yet? No, I'm perfectly happy with Here you. we go again, asshole. May I have a big cup of gravy? Yes. Thank I, I you kindly. I'm just going to scoop it out of my, my, my bucket. I'm dehydrated beyond belief. I need that salty brown water to fix myself. Mm. Well, we've been keeping it warm here for you. Oh, in the, <laughs> very nice. In the bucket. 
Whew, well, yeah, tomorrow I fight another breath-holding day. Good luck to you, I sir. I shall undo what you've done. You're a terrible human being. I'm terrified of what I've heard come from you, but I must say your gravy has the right amount of rosemary. Uh, so she meets three other men involved in the medical program at Duke University. Dr. Jim Waller, Paul Bermanzon, and Bill Sampson. Okay. I mean, there's going to be a lot of names, so... Great. Don't, so, don't hold on to him too. Okay. Well, well uh, I'll, I'll remind Highlight you what the side winners. they're on. Okay. Yeah. At Duke Hospital, Jim and Paul had set up medical testing services for textile mill workers mm-hmm. through the North Carolina Brown Lung Association. Okay, great. And is that... Uh, That's not a civil rights that thing. That is uh, the color of one of my lungs, actually. If you, <laughs> Hello, it's me, Gravy Lung from earlier. Oh, hi. Hi. I, too, suffer from brown lung. Well, that's because you pour gravy into your lungs. It's because the belly gravy bubbles up to other organs for it has nowhere else to go. Oh, I'm going to vomit. It's like a river without any tributaries. You make me want to be sick and die. Well, listen, have you undone the thing you was talking about before? Was a bunch of women and non-whites. I'm sorry, I was distracted. You have some gravy coming out of your ear? I have gravy coming out of all parts of me. I'm full. When you pee. Grave pee. Okay. Yeah. It's not healthy. When I die, I want to be buried in a gravy. (laughs) Uh, Now, many Southern uh, textile workers have what's known as brown lungs. And Dave, as a doctor, that is the color you do not want your lungs? No, you do not want brown lungs. It's supposed to be pink and pretty, like like a heart on Valentine's Day. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's called a bisonosis. It's an incurable disease caused from inhaling the cotton fiber dust in factories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, as you can imagine, in a corduroy denim, whatever factory, there's going to be a lot of cotton dust. Sure. Yep. Uh, so workers had fevers, coughs, muscle ache, and joint pain. It was also called Monday fever because workers would feel better over the weekend, but their symptoms would reignite when they came back to the factory oh. floor on Monday. Oh, God. So, what man. A cra- well, that's just when you know that you're just working in the best job and people care about you so much. You got a case of the Mondays? Well, my lungs hurt. So uh, Yeah, I'm actually bleeding out of my lungs. Well, um, I've got a big case of the Mondays, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's my... It's Monday. I can't feel my legs. Oh man, I'll tell you, I get a I get addicted to those Saturdays of feeling my breath again. <laughs> so fucking horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. No, that we and again, Ugh. nobody's ever really. We just never care about how people we don't are breathing. Do, we don't do anything. Yeah, we're not into the yeah. breathing part. Uh, many many of the workers are from very poor rural areas. They have no choice but to keep working at the mills because that's that all works. they got. And so they would keep working at the mills until their lungs just completely failed. Right, because you have no other option. Yeah, you have no option. Yeah. Jim had previously treated protesters who had been beaten at the 1964 Democratic National Convention and Native Americans at Wounded Knee. Jim, Paul, Bill, and Sandy believe that under a... Ra- a racist and capitalist system, doctors and nurses would just put Band-Aids on the health problems caused by poverty, while the root causes, 
capitalism and racism went unaddressed. If you could imagine a society in which that a, was a thing, such a foolish take, what a, a, a take that's aged I terribly. Know, you, read, you read about these people from back in the late sixties, and you're like, "What were you thinking?" When you see the spoils we've been delivered, oh. you must be red faced. And now, well, now, I mean, if they could, if if they were they around today, now. they would be like, "Look, Whoa. this is the best healthcare Our country on bad. earth. We yeah. take it back." Yeah. We nailed it. America nailed it. Only, it's the only thing we do. Um, so like uh, che, che, of course, Che Guevara, mm-hmm. um, they identified themselves as revolutionary doctors. Okay. And they believed the first thing you needed uh, to fight uh, capitalism was an organized mass movement of workers. Still, still waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul and Jim had created the Trade Union Educational League to build unions led by rank and file members to unite Southern workers across racial lines, which is key, mm-hmm. across yep. racial lines. Yep. And they began salting factories. Salting factories? Mm-hmm. Not assaulting factories? Salting. 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 So basically where you, you... It feels like you want me to try to have a guess, and so mm-hmm. I, will, I will follow your lead. This is where you... Um, in the factory, you throw a lot of salt around, mm-hmm. and it ruins things. And more specifically, it ruins the... If you put it in the fabric cauldron, I can't guess any further. Oh, can you tell me more about the fabric cauldron? Yes, it's where the witches make the cotton. <laughs> <laughs> bubble, bubble. So, salt is, the salt factory is when, as an organizer... You go to a factory and get jo- a job at the factory with the purpose of organizing the workers oh, to try to start a union. Oh, that is so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sandy got a job at Cone Mills working at a flannel factory called Revolution Mills. First of all, you should not have called your mill Revolution Mill. Right. That's not... It's not helpful. No, it's not good. I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden, it seems like they're trying to change everything. <laughs> <laughs> the hell they get that idea from? Uh, almost all the workers were black women. Okay. Besides brown lung, uh, they were paid terribly. Uh, they had to deal with blatant discrimination and mm-hmm. constant sexual harassment Perfect. from supervisors. Good, 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 good. Great, as always. Uh, so Sandy organized the workers uh, to fight. Okay. And they started... They, well, they forced management to allow the first... Uh, OSHA inspection ever at the Cone Mills plant, which led to enforcement and uh, expensive safety measures being put in place. So if you're from another country, OSHA is like our workplace safety uh, enforcement. You know, they come in, they look to make sure everything is good for workers. It's a thing that um, we just completely ignore in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those uh, things that were put in place for safety that we've then totally stopped doing or caring about. Mm, that's right. So It's hard to keep things going. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So Cone Mills fired 400 of the workers who were unionizing. Okay. Uh, Sandy took Cone to the National Labor Relations Board over the firings. Uh, the Revolution Mills is still there, but now it's a live work play campus with luxury apartments and restaurants and event spaces owned by a bank. So, so it's still there, but um, it's now uh, it sounds like a fancy place for fancy people. <laughs> good, glad it's um, it's good. It's good to know we've lost that battle early. 
Um, Jim got hired at Cone Mills Corduroy Plant. He didn't really fit in as well as Sandy because he was a bearded Jewish guy from Chicago okay. who brought pickled herring to work for lunch every day. Uh, well, look, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't matter what your politics or beliefs are. If you're bringing pickled, like, you're not going to be a popular person bringing pickled anything but pickled herring. I, I prefer, instead of bringing pickled herring to work, is just to, just to go in and go, I'm not one of you! Yeah, yeah. Would anyone like some homemade chum? <laughs> I've worked with people who have been into pickled fish. Mm. I'm not, and you, you are like, look, this is, what do you want to do? Be stinky and friendless? Yeah. Or, you know, eat choice. something you're not into and have people around you. But, yeah. So. Uh, don't do that, is what we're saying. Now we're going to get, uh, we don't need your, I don't care how much you like pickled fish, it's just a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he ended up earning their trust and was elected shop steward and then vice president of the local union. So okay. they were like, all right, this guy's good. All right. He, he actually led a strike against the plant. And that increased union membership from about 25 to 200. Wow, okay. Now, Bill worked at a cone denim plant, and he also quickly became their shop steward. Okay. Uh, Bill, he was a native Southerner, and he was an idealist. He really believed, you know, he foolishly that everything would work out fine. Sure. With the, mm-hmm. the denim factory was one of the largest denim producers in the entire world, and... Workers constantly died from cotton dust. Oh, well, yeah, but still, it's great. There's a lot of people are getting jeans, which is way better. Well, when I, yeah, that, um, there's two great things about that. So you're a worker, and, and you're going to die because you're going to work every day to yeah. make pants. Sure. But, but people all over the world are wearing those pants, and, and, a, and a couple of guys who own the factory are getting rich. And if you think about it, like, you're in those pants. So your legacy is you yeah. kind of live on as... A, it's like the sisterhood of traveling pants, except right. it's just you, it's and you're in you. the pants. And you're traveling. It's actually a lot like my movie that I've been... It's weird, it, ghost Pants. Oh, where, ghost Pants. Uh, where a person dies and is put into a pair of pants. Yeah. And then for the rest of the movie is sort of the guiding light to the protagonist... Uh, a recently divorced man who's really not sure if, um, you know, his life is going to work out until he puts on the right pair of pants where he's able to sort of get his life together through the coaching of the pants, which coach him, you know, again. The pants the, coach him. The pants are talking to him, coaching him, and, you know, yeah. Can we have a love interest? Absolutely. Like maybe a haunted pair of shorts? Yeah, there can be a pair of shorts. Well, I, I mean, I think what it, there should be is, he, you know, he pines for a woman in his neighborhood who he always sees walking, and then she gets on, yeah, she gets a pair of shorts that are sort of coaching her. And then it's about them kind of parent trapping the couple into, you know, and that's why it's called Ghost Pants. I love it. I'm going to buy it. It is really long. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about a miniseries? I, I mean, yeah, we could, sure. I, look, I'm looking to sell this concept because I believe in it and know that it works. And you relate to it on an emotional level because of it's really about your life when you were younger. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no we're, I'm done with no, the conversation, I, I, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so um, the WVO, the, the group, was they were liked a lot by workers, but because they were communists, the National Union... 
the amalgamated uh, cotton textile workers union did not want to have anything to do with them. Right. Right. So even though they could organize workers and help the union get better their lives. There was a nasty term. They're like, come on, not, not, not commies. Not the C word. Uh, when Cone Mills figured out the, what was happening with assaulting, Jim was fired. Uh, they used the excuse that he left his medical degree off of uh, the information he gave him when he got hired. So? <laughs> That's a weird one. And there's no way for us to now learn that information. Uh, and so, yeah, they got rid of him. And uh, the Cone Mill locals... There was also on the grounds that the elected officers did not properly represent all the workers in the mill. So they were just coming up with different reasons, right? Um, They would be like, these guys don't represent you because they're white communists. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, but they're workers. Nope. Different skin color. Also commie. Listen to us. So Sandy got a job at another mill, Cannon Mills, near Charlotte. And the WVO changed their name to the Communist Workers Party. Okay. So this this to me is, is that the right change? Is that the right direction? <laughs> when you're being rejected that. because of labels, are you supposed to lean in? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, okay. What if we made people not like us right away? The problem but... is they don't know how communist we are. <laughs> we need to show them. I mean, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. <clears throat> I could see it both ways. Sure. Uh, so they're called the CWP. The CWP wasn't just a political group. For Sandy, it was like a lifestyle. You know, she she sang in the 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 Communist Workers Party choir. By the way, some of the best <laughs> choir work I've heard as far as just you really uh, hear it. Yeah, the you songs, really hear just it. the godless songs. It's just yes, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the godless choir. Yeah. Um they were called the Mayday Singers. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay, yep. Great. Uh, she went to protests, birthdays, baby showers. Like it was like a group, a family, an organization. So for yeah. the kids' party, if mm-hmm. you could maybe not, um, you know, we're just going to do more like row, row, row your boat, happy uh, birthday, that sort of stuff. So we're not really looking for any of the regular, um, uh, you know, okay, so screw gonna, the man, fight the system stuff. Well, or, we have, we, we were going to open with cut the heads off the capitalists. Uh, right there. Can I jump in? Because that is simply, I mean, um, you know, she's turning four. I feel like. Most of her friends are four or five. I feel like they could maybe kind of okay, understand what you're saying. Okay, we can tone it down. We have another one. Um, uh, drain the blood from the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's kind of headed in the direction where I'm saying no, and you're you. I'm looking for more of a like, um, you know, sort of a happy birthday. Uh, um, you know, pin the tail on the donkey vibe. Uh, uh-huh. You know, uh, like again, like a row, row, row your boat, or uh, you know, the wheels on the bus. So those are the sort of things where workers on the bus is one we do. Okay, is that to the tune of uh, the wheels on the bus? The workers on the bus. How does it go? Workers on the bus Let's go, go round, and round, round and round and round. That's and round. the same. Song. Under the tires of the bus. Cool, under the tires of the bus. Who are? Who is the under the tires? Go no, 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 no. Because the capitalists are driving it. Okay. Well, I just. No, it's, it's another no. I mean, it's just a. And we're going to stop that bus. We're going to stop that bus. We're going to take the head of the capitalist off of 
the bus. It's not really even rhyming too much. It no, feels it like goes it's off just, the rails a little bit. Yeah, but, bus and bus. But, the, but usually the crowd is so fired up that it doesn't matter. Like then we're we'll ready to we'll, storm we'll, out. We'll, we'll do some Mary had a little lamb and stuff, and then maybe. So when I also the have these little sickles. To, I would like to pass out. Absolutely not at sharp. all. No, very there's very no sharp. need for sickles at all, and that is not going to happen. Obviously, because I'm I'm saying right now that's we're not going to be. Wep- I mean, again, they're four and five. I mean, we're not going to be. Well, they're ready. Weaponized. Yeah, but no, we, we, we no, we, we do not uh, plan. So I'm gonna have to again. Uh, we'll probably stick to the stuff that we have planned. We have balloons. I mean, I wa- I'm very interested to hear why, but I, I also They're feel just like balloons, and we have squirt guns for the kids to just shoot water at each other. Well, that is the sort of you know it's a hot day, so that's the sort of wholesome fun. That's a, nope. So they can slice your belly open. You. All right, we're gonna. Middle class piece of shit. <laughs> well, this, I mean, it's just... I, know, I, you, you, I don't even know about our friendship anymore, to be honest. <laughs> well, it got weird. Yeah, you really... I, you turned it up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, again, no. Well, we both know where we stand now, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done with this as a thing, for sure. This is a divide for us now, so... Okay. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... The CWP now turned their attention to the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. Uh, the KKK had fought integration during the 60s. <laughs> they staged marches, boycotts, sit-ins to counter-protest the civil I, I rights movement. one group I'm more sick of. Oh, God. It's just, it's like, just the for fucking, fuck's sake. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, good God. Turns out it was harder to get away with mob violence and lynch- lynchings without a white sheriff, a white judge, and a white jury looking the other way. Right. So now, you know, black people, because they're starting to vote, they're getting into those places of power, and the Klan's like, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. Yeah. So their power, the Klan's power is going down. But then at the end of the 70s, there was a bit of a resurgence with the Klan. Sure. And there were confrontations, there were shootings, there were cross burnings. Okay. Um, just a, you know, yeah. retro. Yeah, right, yeah, right. In the summer of 79, the Klan screened D.W. Griffith's The Birth uh, of a Nation uh, in China Grove, near where Sandy worked. In China Grove, yeah. The oh, Doobie Brothers song. That's right. <laughs> Damn right. That's right. The CWP, uh, CWP including Sandy Jim uh, Waller and Jim's wife, uh, Signe, Nelson Johnson, who was also one of the leaders, and others, they showed up to protest. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you guys are at the wrong event. We're not showing this to just any. No, no. We're here to say this is bullshit. You shouldn't be showing it. We're oh. not here. We're not here to say yay. You're showing a racist, horrific movie. We're saying because for a fuck second this. I was mighty confused. I was like, why? You know, going to kind of you know this move. You will not like this movie. Yeah, that's why we're here. We don't like the movie. Well. It takes me a minute to process dialogue. Yeah. You can't come in. No, we don't want to come in. We're going to stay outside and... Let me get my supervisor. <laughs> Grand Wizard Man. Green Wizard Man? Grand. <laughs> He's in charge, kind of. Our names are ridiculous. I'm actually the Cyclops. Cyclopes. <laughs> Cyclops. Cyclopes. No, no, don't, don't. I picture know it. how to read. Don't picture it in your head. Just Cyclopes. say it. Cyclops. Cyclops. Okay. 
So um, they, out front, they burned a Confederate flag. So far, I'm in. Yeah. Um, and a Klan banner out, that was outside. It's called the Klanner, but the yeah. The Klanner. And then the Klansmen came out. Uh-huh. And everyone starts pulling guns. You don't know what it's like to have your feelings violated on a level of this nature. <laughs> that is hurtful stuff you're doing. We respect those things. So they start yelling at each other, and then finally three cops show up, and they force the KKK to go inside. Okay. So there's a bit of tension building. Sure. Uh, the CWP planned a state conference to discuss the rise of racism that was happening and the KKK. Also, wedges, uh, wedges, wages, wedges, wedges, inequality, housing, education, voting rights, and healthcare, and, <laughs> and wedges. It's quite a docket. So everything. It's quite a docket, yeah. honestly. It's like, all right, so we just need to address a little well everything, honestly. Everything's pretty shitty. <laughs> I mean, look, Greensboro is still like, the schools are still struggling with integration. Right. Um, the voting system is, is the way, you know, they're gerrymandering and rigging it, so right. it, it's leaving black people unrepresented. Right. And that's a, a tradition imagine, we will hold on to. Or as we call it country. now, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, the conference was set for November 3rd, and they were going to start the day with a public march. Okay. And the public march would start a few blocks from the town. They'd march to the conference site and then start the conference. Okay. Now, the slogan they picked for the march was... Death to the Klan. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's great. I mean, clearly there was no, like, like the marketing guy was like, that's perfect. That's great. That we got uh, I, no I know, notes. This I works. know what you want. Like, it's very. It's a mission statement. It's very. There's nobody who's got no nuance, which I love. Yeah, you're not beating around the bush on this. You're word. going right for it. Right the at clan. the heart. You can also throw a fucking in there if death, you want. Death. You could throw a death to the fucking Klan. Death to the Klan. But that is, like, how you got to play it. I mean, they are just the, you know, they're a terrorist organization. You need to be like, yeah, we are also going to fight you. Yeah, it's a terrorist organization. There is nothing wrong with saying death to the Yeah, no. These people are right. Yeah, yes. So um, the CWP made a, a deliberately militant challenge to the Klan with posters and press conferences. So they're coming out and right. saying, fucking bring it. right. At one, great. at one press conference, Paul uh, Bermazon said, quote, The Klan can and will be crushed. They must be physically beaten back, eradicated, exterminated, wiped off the face of the earth. It's, it is, why it's so great is because it's like, you know, they, as, as a group, like the Klan thrives upon stereotyping, segmenting, and hating and wanting to eviscerate yes. certain sects of our population. So it's great because they're a group to be like, and we're going to take your policy and jam it up your ass. Well, that's the thing. This is exactly what the Klan wants yeah. to do, so you should do the it. The Klan's like, well, hey, honestly, your mission statement is right on the money. It's just you sh we should not be in the crosshairs. <laughs> it's a little blunt, and i got to be honest... It's a little bit much. It's a, uh, we are very attracted to your group name, but we are finding it a bit of an imposition because we are the ones being fought after. You don't like it. And now I'll put on my hood. Uh -huh. What you don't have are big, goofy uniforms. If we may, one organization to another, have you all thought about dressing up like ghosts or maybe put a pumpkin on your head? 
We did talk about being ghosts. You should be ghosts. We find a sheeted look is pretty fantastic. Now, logistically, there's some issues. Horses and tramp them gets caught in doors. I mean, basically every day you're like a bride on her wedding day. But what we love about it is it's absolute the presentation. You cannot beat the presentation. I, I would like to actually. Yes. There is an issue, and that is uh, wash washing. Well, uh, the worst hard. It's a, it's I would say it's more than hard. It's a nightmare if you go out one night and you're burning crosses and you're attacking people in the country and riding a horse around and then you come home and you're like, well, this is just a shit show. I'm covered in just dirt and well, that's why filth. we use Clanex. Clanex is the Clan's exclusive fabric softener that's that right. has bleach elements in it that will actually get the white back in. That's okay, right. and by the way, we're not just trying to keep our clothes white. We're trying to keep the earth white. That's right, and I I'm uh, I, through. I'm in the Amway group, and through us, you can purchase Clan X. Absolutely. Clan X. It, it is only for whites, and we're not just talking about the fabric. I also sell toothpaste. Okay, well, we're... I say si- berry uh, juice. Uh, I sell hats. Sure. Okay, well, we was just uh, going to talk about... Toothbrushes. Yep. Well, we, I as far soap. as... An entre- any, any of your household items Absolutely. I also sell. Yes, I sell, but we were uh, here to talk about uh, the Clan X. Rug shampoo, sure. formulas. Well, but that is... I mean, honestly... I sell Q-tips. Yes, right. Um, uh, just a cornucopia of items. It's a lot of stuff, but we was here to just talk about the detergent because mostly, it is... Gentlemen, I think that if you mm-hmm. also sell, you sell to people within... Your group, your work site, then then you can sell it, and I sell it. I sell the products. Right, you get very you, confusing. It's become very them. very baffling what's so happened. Pencils, so it has been a all the way up to a car. The fact that you're saying car. pencils all the way up to a car, I think, bothersome. That's so right. just about Amway's having a clear a, message. Just clear a, message is what we're after Amway's for the most. Not just. just a, I think it's time to stop. It's to not just. Uh, a way to sell. It's a lifestyle. All right. Well, no, that's what we're promoting. No, we're promoting. That's what the clan is promoting. Right, I'm saying let's, uh, no, let's merge no, the No, we're not merging with Amway, buddy. Come on. That is dumb shit. Stop pitching, for God's sake. It's Christ. Dishwashing soap. Uh, yeah, what, the, come on. Just, you know, hand lotion. If we're going to get on Shark Tank, you're going to need to stop being so scattered. Uh, he went on with his uh, his threat to the clan. Quote, we invite you and your two-bit punks to come out and face the wrath of the people. No pulling sheets. <laughs> and on a flyer, the flyers they put up said, quote, the dogs have no right to exist. They must be physically beaten and run out of town. <laughs> That's great. This is the only language they understand. Yeah, and it is true. It is true. Yes. This is the only language they understand. So, in November, Nelson applied for a March permit. Mm-hmm. He noted, it was actually called a parade permit, but I called it a March permit because I just felt like if I kept saying parade, you would get confused. It is a little weird to be like, we are parading for civil rights. Uh, he noted in his application it would begin at the intersection of Everett and Carver Streets near a housing project. Posters for the march had an alt-gathering place for participants from out of town at the Windsor Community Center because it was more accessible from the interstate highway. So there were there was there's two there's the starting place points. for the march and then there's like a gathering place and it's everyone understands what it is. But uh, there so there's just basically two options, right? Well, but the permit is for the march officially starting at the one place. Okay. But there is another option for people to gather. Okay. Because it's easier for everybody. Okay. 
The permit was taken a while to get, so Nelson goes to the Greensboro Police Department. Uh, now, it's, it's legal to openly carry firearms in mm-hmm. South Carolina mm-hmm. at a public march. It's a great tradition. But when he gets to the police department, they are like, you can't have the permit unless you sign an agreement promising you and all the marchers will not be armed. Okay. And Nelson's like, well, that's a little weird. Right. Seems like a disadvantage. It's suspicious. Uh, So the rest of... And you have to march backwards. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to the rest of the CWP and he tells them, and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, but he signs it anyway. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, two days before the march, the cops send Nelson a copy of the permit, and it specifies the starting point. Okay. Which we said before, Everett and Carver. And the ending point, right? So, it's you march from here to here. Start time. Here's the route you're going to walk on. Okay. It includes where police are going to be stationed along the route. Okay. And the Greensboro police send a copy of this to their local Klan informant, Eddie Dawson. That's great when the department has a local Klan informant. Gotta, gotta send that gotta to have your Klan informant. Yeah. I don't know what they're marching for, but give this to the Klan from us. <laughs> I don't know why they're so paranoid. They really seem to think that this is just one big conspiracy. Uh, anyway, Klan boy, go back to the Klan. So... Now, Eddie Dawson had joined the Klan in the mid-60s after he moved to Greensboro from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. He worked in a hardware store and uh, collected Emmett Kelly Jr. hobo clown figurines. Oh, so yeah, no flags on this character. Just a normal guy. And what do you do for fun, Eddie? I collect weird clown things. (laughs) I'm in the Ku Klux Klown. It's like the Klan, but we believe for clown rights. That's right. We are the KKC, the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, Meet Sparkles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. We believe in clown rights only. You ain't got rights unless you're super white with big red lips and freckles, most likely, and blue eyeshadow. Uh, We're actually the Klan. We're not the clown. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't walk into the wrong meeting. (laughs) What was that? That is my fun little noise I make. It's fine. I'm in the Ku Klux Klan. Well, I suppose I should be off unless anyone wants to sniff this flower. Have you ever thought about selling acai berry? Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? Yes. Oh, sorry, I'm a little taken aback by your question, mister. Or do you, I mean, do you have friends that use the dishwashing soap? Uh, no. Oh, no, I'm not looking. No, sorry. I didn't understand. No, I'm, I, I, I've heard about you. I'm good. I'm good. I just... We're just here come, for clown rides. Why don't you come to my meeting? Just ask Smushfoot. And bring a bunch of your clown friends. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, we do have... We I do mean, get just, s- if you started selling... Yeah. Toiletries to your other clowns. That sounds a little organized. We're kind of a goofier or group. Or makeup, like if you sold makeup to your other clown friends. Yeah, but we just we kind of squirt noses. people who aren't us, aren't the clown race with with seltzer. Yeah, we sell clown noses. We sell wigs. I'm not um, giant shoes. Okay, yeah, we get the whole thing. Okay, so if you want to get in on that, I mean, I was here for another reason entirely, but you seem chill. I mean, do you want to be a millionaire or no? Well, not really. I mean, we, we don't. We work more on, um, you know, we our money and economy is thrives through joy. That's our currency. We sell joy. Uh, that's the dish soap, full circle. That's I gotta right. go. <laughs> so, 
so in 1967, Eddie and some of his uh, buddies were convicted of terrorizing black uh, people in Alamance County. So he goes to prison for a short period of time, and then he gets out, and he immediately takes part in a Klan attack in 1969 on black residents in Swan Quarter. Okay. So he's, he's got his thing. He's doing it. Yep. Prison doesn't smoke rehabil- Rehabilitated. And then right after that attack, he becomes an informant for the FBI, and he got a suspended sentence. So he didn't want to go back to jail. He, for, he's informing, he's ratting on the Klan. Well, now, now he's ratting on the Klan. Right, so okay. up until this, he's just a Klan guy, and they're like, hey, you're going to go to jail again. He's like, I'll rat on the Klan for right. you, but I'm still going to be a Klan guy. <laughs> like, yeah, great. This is a perfect member. So he worked with the FBI. He would work with the FBI until 1977. And then in 1979, he became a paid Klan informant for the uh, Greensboro Police Department. So he went local. So, but he's still like ratting on the clan. In this. He, yeah, he was an okay. FBI informant, and now he's a local okay. police department informant. So, you know, it's just a good way to make a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, plus you get to hang out with the clan, which yeah, is fun. you get to hang out with your that's bros. A good group of dudes. You can still hate black people and make a little, a little, uh, a little. Cash I do that side. because it's a passion, not because I'm paid. Oh, I do it because it's a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so two days before the march, the cops send Nelson a copy of the permit. Like we said, it specifies. So, right, so this no is, firearm. This is not great. So, there are at least five competing clans in North Carolina. What? Right. So, there's, there's yeah. a clan petition? You gotta have a rival clan. You gotta have clan rivals. I can't eat. I just. Well, because someone always wants to lead a group, and then someone else is like, "No, yeah." Fuck but it's you. like, what? Like, I mean, like you don't wait, you don't like the way that guy's hating black people. You're like, we could hate black people a different way. Yeah, right. You know, it's a little aggressive. <laughs> I like us more of a slow hatred. I'm a weekend racist. Oh, that's fine. We got a weekend group. So, you know, the Klansmen didn't find a group active enough, or they would want. So a lot of guys would end up in Nazi groups. It was like a... Jesus Christ. You know, they would go from one group to the other. <laughs> it, like, if you weren't... If they were, if the Klan wasn't being, like, as violent as you wanted, then you you could slide over the Nazis. Sure. And again, I mean, always been a gripe of the Klan. Just Huge. Simply Huge. not violent enough. Uh, so Joe Grady, who was the leader of the White Knights, chose not to accept the CWP invitation... To face the wrath of the people. He's okay. like, I'm not going to be involved in this wrath of the people stuff. Okay. So the leader of a rival clan, Virgil Griffin, saw an opportunity. He's like, oh, I can step into this void. If this guy's not going to fight the good fight, I'll do it. Uh-huh. So his clan group was meeting with Nazis to work out a united racist front. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. And they decided they would show the communists what happens when they're called cowards. They're like, all right, we'll take up this fucking fight. Okay. Oh, dear. So Eddie and Virgil are working together. Uh-huh. Right? Right. So Eddie and Virgil's group is mostly mill workers and laborers in their 30s. Okay. And the clowns. They're concerned about saving America. And sure. The clowns. Right. Of and course. The, America's, yes. Be careful. Got to save You've got to be aware because the people who don't have any rights are going to take it away that's from right. you. That's right. The people who are the lowest rung yeah, that's on the you, ladder. Absolutely. The ones you're crushing day after day, week after week. Yeah. Capitalism. They have all the power, you fools. Yeah. Um. So they're all concerned about saving America from race mixing and communism Mm -hmm. and such Mm -hmm. sort of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
many are new to the clan and clandom. Wait a minute, you're racist. I'm out of here. <laughs> I did not know that. I got to read this pamphlet. As the New York Times, Wayne King described it, quote, these guys are not what you'd call real successful. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, between them, the, between all these guys, they had a bunch of criminal convictions, like shooting into a home that was serving liquor to blacks and whites, breaking the legs of a black man living with a white woman, burning crosses on the lawns of blacks who moved into white neighborhoods, conspiring to blow up a union hall, organizing paramilita- paramilitary training camps to incite a race war, and planning to blow up a gas storage facility. Jesus Christ. So they got their... their, their the classic... It's their classic Swiss Army knife. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They've got all their tactics. Yeah. Uh, so going off uh, the permit the cops gave him, mm-hmm. Eddie arranged a gathering port point for the Klan and the Nazis. Okay. So he uses right. the information the cops give him as an informant to... So he, but okay, so he he is like, he's like all in on the Klan. He's just also... Their informant for yeah the, he right. he's 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 for the cause but also ratting really on individuals. It's a very strange little life. It he's is a weird little carve like, out. I'm trying to fuck over the group I love. <laughs> um, so he puts up posters around the starting point that had the image of a lynched body with the warning to communists, race mixers, and black rioters. Even now the crosshairs are on the back of your neck. It's time for some old-fashioned American justice. So they're both putting up signs, uh, we're going to fucking kick your ass. Yeah. Eddie and Virgil had their men shoot target practice at images of actual CWP organizers. So it's oh, like so it's Jim nice and, and Sandy. And, right. Yeah, they actually. Sh- That's and by the way, it's it's just attention to detail is just it doesn't matter what the beliefs are. You've got to re- respect. I mean, you just got to respect the d- attention to detail. Yeah, I mean, they care about. Yeah, you know. they've they've done the homework. They're <laughs> specifically coming up with uh, human targets. That's it's right. cool. Now the cops, including the chief were kept informed the entire time by Eddie of Eddie and Virgil's violent plans to attack on so, the march. I, it's not surprising, but so the cops are, are fully aware of what Eddie is doing. So there really is no... I mean, it's all kind of just one and the same, really. Yeah, he's he's saying this is what we're going to do as an informant, and the cops are going. But, it, but then, what are the cops doing in response to that information? I well, guess they're they're that. like, well, when we're not working, we are racist for pleasure. <laughs> Oops, I'm off the clock. Oh, one clansman got cold feet, and went, I need some socks. <laughs> he went to the city to cancel to tell them to cancel the march because there's going to be violence. He's okay. like, you got to fucking cancel. This okay. Thing. And the city just didn't. They're like, ah. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, the ATF also knew of planned violence and didn't uh, do anything. Had an undercover agent in one of the Nazi groups. Is there going to be a lot of tobacco there? Is it? Yeah. Then we're not too worried. Then we cannot do it. Yes, yeah, so they actually have a guy who's infiltrated a Nazi group. They know right. that the Nazis and Klan are planning an attack. Right. The agent actually ordered one Nazi to show up at the march with men and weapons or face demotion within, in the organization. So he is high up enough 
an ATF agent is high up enough in the Nazi group that a guy sounds like he doesn't want to go, and he orders him to go. Jesus Christ. And bring others, or he's going to get, I don't Demote, know, yeah. you're no longer a Cyclops. I don't know what a Nazi, <laughs> right. I don't know what the Nazis' fun sure, yeah. uh, ones are. Right. So that's not great. Um, our, again, it's not a great sign. Anytime you get into right wing or uh, Muslim terrorists or whatever, you're always going to find an FBI agent or, in this case, ATF, telling people to do illegal things. It's weird because don't they represent the uh, justice system? You, it's very complicated. They have to then arrest them even though they told them to do it. Right. It's weird. On November 3rd, 1979, Nelson met with a police lieutenant to confirm the march's starting point and route. So this is, again, this is like the third time that he's gone in and gone, start here, finish here. Uh The lieutenant said he would meet Nelson at the starting point, and then they went their separate ways. Okay. So Virgil and Eddie gather 30 to 50 Klansmen, Nazi guys, inside a house in uh, Greensboro. Okay. And Virgil gives a speech that included the line, quote, if you loved your children, you would go shoot 100 no. and leave their bodies in the street. Well, uh, you know, it is I, I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to know what a parent's love is. It's not. But um, um, it I, well, feels. Okay. okay, as a parent. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have kids. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. Is that an order that feels in line with what it means to love your kids? No, it's, it's actually weird. not related. There's no part of you that goes, "Oh, that's how you be a good dad." No, weirdly, you um, go kill. Is it? Is it? I guess the question is, is it a good example for your child to see you murder people? Um, because based, of the color of their skin. Based on their skin color. I feel like it's not, but again, I've only been a dad for 12 years. Yeah, it's so a little I, early to tell. you yeah. got to see how he shapes up in it. You, it's one of those things you might kick yourself. That's true. You know, I should have. Oh. Should have been the worst. Uh, Eddie also stood up and gave a very racist, anti-commie speech and encouraged violence. So right. the... I'm sure the grammar was fantastic. The rat, the rat of the group is right. encouraging. Yeah. So now we have two. And it's just amazing that it, like, look, I mean, it's a lot when you're, like, the clan's piece of shit. Yeah. But, like, he's the clan's piece of shit. And he's the one who's like, listen, this is why you can't trust him. It's like, you can't trust you, you dick. <laughs> So at 11 a.m., Sandy uh, gets together with all of her other comrades at the corner of Everett and Carver Streets in front of the public housing project. Reporters take pictures sure. of the marchers. And surely describe the women very d- specifically. Of course they did. You know, they have, they have mounted speakers. They have bunger drums. They have singers. You know, they're trying to make it a whole thing. Yeah. Other camera crews were at the alt-gathering spot at the Windsor Community Center. Everyone's very happy. It's a happy atmosphere. Okay. Everyone, right? The march started at noon, 200 people at first, but then it grew to about 400. Okay. People brought their kids. Okay. The Klansmen piled into their cars and drove in a caravan. Now they do sound like the Ku Klux Klown. Yes. <laughs> How many can we fit in 130? 20, 28 men in one car. All right, let's go. It's a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> when we get there, this is going to be hilarious it's and just violent. Feet and gloves. <laughs> The hoods out the head, you know. Uh, the police track the caravan. Okay. 
And they knew they were carrying illegally concealed weapons. Okay. So they know it's a bunch of guys. I think it's nine cars, and they're all packing guns. Okay. So seems unfair. They did not stop it. Okay. Interesting. It's strange. Now, I just, I don't want to spend too much time here, but that seems strange. And then they did not warn the marchers that the caravan of cars was on the way. Well, I mean, I guess, again, I'm hung up on the step before, but if you were to, for whatever reason, just completely forgo that step, then I would find the next move of not giving anyone a heads up also puzzling. Uh Um, So it's not a great setup, I feel like. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the caravan of nine cars drove toward the marchers, led by a car with a Confederate license plate that was driven by Eddie Dawson. Mm-hmm. Sure. A man leaned out of Eddie's passenger side window and shot his pistol into the air. Okay. Now, this is when they're Seems close. Seems like it's heightening the uh, events. Yes. Yes. So this is when they're close. So everyone starts diving for cover. Okay. Uh, some ran over to the clan cars and started hitting it with sticks. And they were trying to drive the cars away, try to get the cars to go away. Uh-huh. Klansmen jumped out and started attacking marchers with their own sticks. Okay. A Nazi armed with a long butcher knife. Oh, Jesus Christ. Charged Nelson Johnson, and he raised the knife to try to slit his throat. Uh. And Nelson blocked it with his arm, and so the knife went through his arm. Oh, God. Klansmen then started firing shots. Into the crowd. Yeah. Of course. Sandy took cover against a building. Bill Sampson pulled the handgun and shot back. Eddie drove his car away from the scene. That's when the cops, by the way, are like, you're not supposed to have guns. <laughs> like, yeah, no <laughs> shit, yeah, asshole. Thank you. That's illegal. Read your permit. So Eddie just fucking takes off. Okay. Eddie's well, just again, the classic. Eddie is, Eddie's, we call, a, he's a brave, I mean, he's the hero of the story. He's the guy who's, <laughs> who's the racist, who's snitching on everyone, and then the second the melee starts from his bullshit, he's gone. He's just a cloud of himself. He's the cartoon cloud of himself. <laughs> Eddie, what do you think? This is just nothing but cloud. <laughs> um, at the back of the caravan was a sedan. Six men climbed it's out. It's a sedan van. It's a sedan van. Six men climbed out, opened the trunk, and took out rifles and shotguns. I, I think I can find a picture of this. So, oh boy, it is. Um, it is the craziest. You know the thing. The thing is that like, it's why it's why there is such distrust to law enforcement. It's just like anything else where it's, you know, your job is to be there to help, and if you don't do it. You can come up with reasons why it's just a very easy thing to avoid if you choose to. And then, you know, public trust is, is I mean, yeah, you, you get the results or things like this. Oh, so boy. that's them getting out of the car. Oh, cigarettes Jesus dangling, Christ. Cigarettes dangling from their mouths, guy opening up the trunk. They and look then crazy. Handing guns to everybody else. Very casual. Right? They look just casual. Yeah. Two guys have literally cigarettes dangling from the No, the one guy looks crazy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, So, Eddie, uh, like we said, Eddie's gone. There's six guys that do this. A Klansman in a pickup truck yelled, quote, you asked for the Klan, now you've got them. So these guys that take the guns out of the car, they lean over the car hood and they start opening fire. Even the clan's cars have hoods. And 
The crowd of men, women, and children are 25 feet away. Oh, my God. They scream. They scatter. 39 shots were fired. Oh, my God. It lasted 88 seconds. And then they got back in their cars, and they drove off. Reporters have it all on tape. I mean, it's being filmed. Like, Uh, and yeah. Sandy was slumped against a building shot. Jim was faced down the street. The cops conveniently arrived when the shooting was over. Wow. That's good detective work. They stopped one... KKK car, which is a yellow van, and they arrested the 12 men inside. And they arrested Nelson for causing a riot. So they also started arresting all the communists right. who are alive. Right. Um, and, yeah, they're under arrest for being shot, I'm guessing? Yeah, and they're, they're, they're arresting people trying to help the shot people. They're, wow, what the fuck? Paul was shot. Uh, Paul would be paralyzed for life. Mike Nathan died the next day. Wait, that can't be right. Well, uh, Jim, oh, right. Jim Waller, Cesar, uh, Cesar uh, oh, I should have written down, uh, Chaucer, I think it is. Bill Sampson and Sandy Smith died instantly. Ten more people were injured. Sandy, Sandy died? Yep. So there's a sense of disbelief and horror in white Greensboro, like, even the white people are like, what in the fuck yeah. just happened? And obviously, the black communities are fucking livid. President Carter ordered the FBI to investigate. Protests erupted in the uh, Morningside Homes public housing project in the, in the neighborhood. Uh, does it make you feel better that the FBI is investigating? No. It's like, what, what is the, what, like... Investigating what? You had, an, you had a fucking informant. Well, I guess he was still, he was not an informant anymore, but no, it doesn't. But regardless, I, no. it's like, there, it's just, it's so convoluted as far as, like, what the, like, it's, it's like with the Epstein thing, where it was just like, you know, like, the people working on it were actually trying to help, like, and then the FBI is investigating the FBI. You're just like, yeah, we keep coming up with these organizations that are supposed to fight for justice, and then it seems like they just fall... Don't. They Yeah, they fall back into the fold, you know? Uh, protests erupted, like I said, in the housing project. It, people are traumatized, and they're yeah. angry. People are angry at the cops yeah. and the CWP. They're yeah. mad at both the communists, and they're mad at the whole thing. The city instituted curfews, surveillance, uh, and they brought in the National Guard. Greensboro's mayor and other uh, officials went to the local television station to stri- to. To try to stop them from airing the massacre footage. Uh, we'd like to stop the truth. <laughs> Don't put that out there. Uh, Everybody a... knows what fucking already happened. Yeah. I think at that point, it's far better to see it. Just like we should, every death, every uh, execution we do in America should be shown live or, on television. Yeah, but also, like, that's why we, you have body cams that are supposed to, the yeah. footage is supposed to be made public, and why when they, like, hide the footage, you're like, gee, I really... Wonder why you don't want people to see this vindicating footage. It's odd. Black churches and civil rights organizations now tried to walk the fine line Uh. of opposing the Klan and what had happened while avoiding being linked Uh. closely with the Communist Workers Party. Man, it's so... It's, it's we just, need like this this inability to just forgo being delicate. It's well, it's so like you. There can't. is there is no there is no because um, they're doing like well the the left and the right are equal bad in this case the Klan is just evil, and the Communist Worker Party was was 
they used some language that was inappropriate, but they did not roll up and start shooting the fucking Klansmen. There is a very obvious but, good and bad. But you also, it's like you, you know, if you're in, if you are in the, the eye of that hurricane where you've had all this violence, you know, you are just like, I just don't want any more people to get hurt, you know? Yeah, but they're, but they're both sizing it and there is no yeah, both yeah. sides. Right, no, yeah. Um, an interfaith memorial service was held at the AME Bethel Church with politicians concerned citizens, and they made sure it was timed to keep it very separate from the funeral march for all the dead, dead uh, people. Mm-hmm. The FBI investigation found the Greensboro Police Department was not responsible for the deaths of the protesters. Oh, so see, and here I was earlier sort of flagging them <laughs> saying, you know, is it maybe not a great thing to have them investigating? But then when you unearth the non-truths, you go, oh, oh yeah, that's oh, right. It is yeah. good. Yeah. They did do real well. Uh, the police department said at 11 a.m. they were confused to find marchers gathering in two different places. Yeah. In front of the projects and at the Windsor Community Center. The thing that Nelson had told them several times was going to happen. But still, they were Dave, confused well, by. Dave, they are cops. Uh, they said no one from the CWP would tell them what was going on. So they're they're nobody. But again, I mean, you, you, you barely told them eight times. How are they supposed to understand? So they had, they said they had to split the cops between two locations, which they weren't planning on, even though they had been told repeatedly, that's what they should plan on. And then his sergeant decided to keep his men five to 20 blocks from the march to quote, that's smart. Avoid provoking the crowd. Yeah, right. No, for sure. Had That's... nothing to do with allowing a caravan of white supremacists to but roll Dave, in. But Dave, it's shoot not people. the first time that the police do their work from 30 blocks away. Uh, that's how they normally, that's how, they, you know them, they hate to get mixed. Uh, they, cops hate to mix it up. Yeah. They don't like to get in there. No, they and do fight. not like to get in there. And fight from at what all. I can tell, they're pacifists. Oh, and then the, <laughs> the police department said that. Um, the cops had gotten hungry. Oh, yeah. So the sergeant let them go get food and told them to be back at 1130. Yeah, but that's, that's you know. That's how you do things. Are you expected to show up having eaten? Well, yeah. I mean, oh. a well, little known thing is cops don't eat breakfast. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We'll get, all right, listen. We'll get the party subs. We'll have the party subs. Then we will focus on the event itself. Oh, uh, should we eat before we go no, to work? No, we will eat at there. Everyone... Come there, and we will get party subs while we're on the clock. While the event is happening, we will be dining and having food. Shouldn't we be eating during the event? Exactly. That's what we will be doing. So during the event, we will be eating, and uh, I think Uh, we can make it interesting by having a bit of an eating competition. So that'll be fun. That'll take us about 145. At that point, then we will check in on the event itself that should be over at that point. So, look at it more as a company brunch. I got no argument. Yeah, it shouldn't be one. I hope everybody likes can salami. Can we get meatball sauce? Absolutely we can. So, the cops also said they did know the Klansmen and Nazis were, and Nazis were coming, but they thought they would just throw eggs and heckle. Well, having <laughs> seen the history of the Klan... We know them to be more of pranksters than murderers. Um, they're, they're, look, originally the Klan was known as the Great American Egg Organization. Worst case scenario, they TP a couple people. That's all that happens. They come in, they yell like, you stink, you're black, and then they throw some eggs. Oh, it's a mainly an egg event. Let me ask you this. 
Right, you're the press. You want to know what happened here. When before this, when before 1979, was the Klan ever violent? And don't talk about anything that happened before 1979. Right. Yeah, to be clear. Be clear. So for, for uh, yes. So everyone, and again, they're mainly egg terrorists. Eggerists. Yep. Also, the Klan... They said the Klan caravan left earlier than it was supposed to. What but that, I mean, but they that. are they are like it's like, dude, how many of the quiet parts are you going to say out loud? I have a list here of seven really shitty, hilarious excuses. They were supposed to start killing those people earlier. When it we threw were, off the schedule when we were at lunch. Good lord! On top of that, the. N- Nazi, the cops believe would keep everything in check, had gone to get food. So but, I mean, it's so just they great. A, they're they like, had... our good Nazi, unfortunately, <laughs> went to get a bite. You understand why we fucked up? The Nazi that we love and trust, the oh, Nazi, fuck. our Nazi, as we call him, he went to get ice cream. <laughs> Do you know why that's tough? It's really what they you were... see. You see what I'm saying? Oh, why is everyone looking at me like I'm crazy just because I'm taking ownership over a Nazi? The guy they said that would keep everything in check, who had gone to get food, was actually the Nazi who opened the trunk to pass out the guns. So even then, so there's, they're like, oh, well then, um, well then that Nazi turns out is a real Nazi, and uh, we should have seen that coming, and that was dumb. So the cops' official statement was that they weren't there because they were eating and then all that other shit. I can't believe they can't come up with something better. It's like that, their, their excuses are almost like "go fuck yourself." Yeah. I don't care. Excuses. We was like hungry. They're making, they're making it very obvious they don't give a shit. We all had to poop at the same time. We all fell. We was having a tickle competition. We went roller skating. We did laser tag. <laughs> You guys, I know you're mad at us, but we was having a push-up competition. Burpees. We was doing knitting games, you know, where you knit sweat. We were seeing who could knit a shawl the fastest. And I did. That's why we were there. Oh, I'm sorry we couldn't make it. We was doing a three-legged race. We was in potato sacks. We was, rolling, point. we was rolling down a big hill. We was playing mermaid where you put water in your mouth and spit it out like y'all's a fountain. Egg race. We were learning how to water paint. We're sorry we couldn't make it. We was coming up with cool handshakes. Oh, no. Did I make a tie-dye shirt? I certainly did. We was learning how to do handstands and then walk on your hands. My God, you're acting like we didn't learn a skill while these people were getting murdered in daylight. I'm in a collage. And you should see it. So, 14, 14 went on trial. 14 Klansmen. Klansmen slash Nazis. No one else was arrested out of all the 30 to 50 guys. Sure. No conspiracy charges. By the way, this is clearly it shows you how low the bar is that when you hear 14, you're like, that's actually a legitimate number. <laughs> Their lawyers argued it was not racially motivated because only one of the five dead was black. Okay, well, I... Okay. Eddie said they only plan to heckle and throw eggs. Well, I can't believe they're still... I, I mean, how, how are you... You you only plan to heckle and throw but then eggs, people but you got brought shot. guns. Yeah, but then you, then brought then you guns. shot people. Then people got shot. We <sighs> thought they was egg bullets. Jesus Christ. Uh... You're not. Uh, you're not going to believe this. He was Eddie was never charged with a crime. Of course not, Eddie, because Eddie worked every angle. Now that version of events, the police version of events, uh, 
the Klan's version of events, that's the one that was in most newspapers, sure. including papers known as the New York Times. Oh, yeah. But they've always been right. Well, because you can't portray communists even if they're slaughtered as victims. victims. Or, yeah, right. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Um, they, the New York Times made it sound like it was a spontaneous shootout between two equally violent fringe groups. Have you seen that... Uh I can't remember exactly what that New York Times headline is, but the pro-Hitler New York Times. Oh, headline. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Johnson sure. was demonized in the press, uh-huh. called a failing activist who was seeking sensationalism. So they, sure. they stick it on Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. The all-white jury acquitted all of them. Then the feds tried them again, and that all-white jury acquitted all of them, Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. self-defense. It's cool. So there was a third trial in which the marchers sued tons of people on behalf of those killed and injured. Uh, They named the police department, the local government, federal agencies, the sub shop, the Klansmen, the Nazis, like everybody was involved. Okay. The jury returned a verdict against two cops, four Klansmen, and two Nazis for one wrongful death. 351,000 went to the widow of Dr. Michael Nathan. Paul uh, Bermazon got 38,000 for being paralyzed, which he never collected. On principle? Uh, no, they just didn't. They never gave it to didn't him. didn't give it to him. The city of Greensboro paid 351,000 on behalf of the defendants in the settlement. So, so the, the verdict against the cops, the Klansmen, and the Nazis was paid by the city. Good. So, really, that's how you teach a lesson, too. Uh, Yeah. You definitely, if you're a city, you want to pay off something for four men that are in racist organizations. You want to pay that on their behalf. Yeah. That's that's where the tax money goes. Um, The city just kept denying any responsibility. Sure. Nelson, quote, I came to the conclusion not only could this not have happened without the police, but that the police were active collaborators in what I now call a North American death squad. This was not some random shootout. It was linked to stopping the campaign that we were involved with. We were good organizers, bringing together the coalition, all these groups we worked closely with. In light of that, this coming together of black and white workers with a historically active black community was the objective to arrest that work. Uh, Eddie Dawson died in 2002 at the age of 83. Nelson and others initiated what came to be called the Greensboro Truth and Community Reconciliation Project to demand an impartial investigation. This, these had been done in like South Africa and other places. So mm. they're like, why don't we do that here? Over the next four years, tons of people participated, including some of the Nazis and cops. Wow. Only the city of Greensboro refused to take part. In 2006, the project issued a 529-page report that included almost all of the details in this story. A former jury members that had voted to acquit, quote, if I knew then what I know now, I never would have voted to acquit the Klan. (laughs) The single most important element that contributed to the violence was the absence of police. The police uh, lied about confusion over the march starting point, and Nelson explained it to them several times. The police also demonized the marchers and played up the threat they posed while downplaying the threat of the Nazis. In 2017, the Greensboro City Council issued a very broad apology. Activists are still fighting 
for the city to recognize and acknowledge its specific role in the massacre. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, I, to not, to, like, you, you, would, you would think with all the, that you would think that they would just now have an actual apology just based on how horribly it ages and the way we work now with apologizing. I mean, in the world of apologizing, which is what we mainly do now, how the fuck are they not apologizing? Like, it's crazy. It is pretty. It is pretty weird. Get it? I mean, just just make it a thing. So I want to end it by reading. You know, I said that some Nazis and Klansmen actually took part in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Um, Virgil Griffin was one of them. He showed up and took questions. Asked why no Klansman was killed in the shootings, he answered, quote, maybe God guided the bullets. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. I, you know, sometimes I just wish there was a God so that we could just be like, will you come down here and just set this, will you please just <laughs> maybe, set this straight a little bit? Maybe he is. Like, what are you, yeah, she, sorry. She. But she, if she would just come it? down and just be like, look, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't what no, I planned. No, you're not. No, I put. Hear me out. I put polar bears here for a reason. Yeah. Don't read this book. What? Some dude just wrote this shit. All right. Okay. I don't know what you were thinking at the end there. It was a happy episode. <laughs> I sorry. I get this I get to be a downer sometimes. Yeah, you're a bummer, man. Hey, at least we're near each other. <laughs> Human bodies. All right. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's let's survive. Uh, research for this episode was done by Sarah June. References, uh, Eric Hodge, Rebecca Martinez, Phoebe Judge Criminal, Birth of a Massacre, uh, The State of Things, The 40th Anniversary of the Greensboro Massacre by Amanda Magnus and Stasio Frank, The Greensboro Truth and Reconciliation Commission, The Final Report, History of the Ku Klux Klan by David Chalmers, uh, Harper's March 1980 by Robert Watson, The Other Side of the Greensboro Shootout. Uh, there's more uh, references you can go check out uh, on our uh, sources page. We sign Wasteland. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. 
Bristol September 22nd and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide November 16th. Canberra November 17th. Brisbane November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.